Hello and welcome to the Bank on Dividends podcast. My name is Banky and as always I will be your guide into the wonderful world of dividend investing. This week I have a confession to make but remember no matter what's happening in the markets you can always bank on dividends. Let's go. So guys, I will not keep you in suspense at all because really I want to make my confessions and let you know the lessons I have learned as a dividend investor. Before I tell you my first confession, let me tell you this. I have just made the biggest investment of my life. I have literally put everything I have into one new asset. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you will know that this asset is a property. I have always believed that as part of your financial freedom journey, everyone should own the house that they live. And this has been my belief ever since the beginning, especially reading books like The Richest Man in Babylon. It's one of the key pillars and I think it's something everyone should try and do. It's not essential for financial freedom, but it is a step that I believe is necessary. So, Here are my confessions. Confession number one, and this is hard for me to admit, but a few weeks ago, I sold all of my dividend shares, every single last one. To be honest, I also ended up selling all of my crypto. And you heard it here first, I sold absolutely everything. My account went from 18 grand plus to zero. Um, And as you can imagine, it was hard. It literally took me to a dark place, believe it or not, because I had been building up and relying on this dividend and falling in love with the dividend income. And I'm still in love with it, which is why I am already building back my position. But in order to buy this property with my wife for our future and have that financial security in a home, it cost me every single dividend stock that I own and all of my crypto, which was tough. It literally took everyone around me to get me back on my feet. I was like a broken man. And even though I knew this was coming, it really, really hurt. Because when I started dividend investing, I had no idea how successful it was and how much I would fall in love with dividend investing. And that leads me on to mistake number one. Now, most people won't admit this, but when you start off as a dividend investor, you make a lot of mistakes. And my biggest mistake by far was something that I didn't even realize. I thought I was doing a great thing. I literally took all of me and my wife's savings out of normal savings accounts, with the exception of help to buy ISAs, which is something that we have to utilize here in the UK and I pull it into dividend stocks. That took my account balance from a few thousand pounds that I had saved over the course of the pandemic to well over, you know, 15, 20, uh, 15 to 20 grand, right? Invested across different platforms. And very quickly, the dividends started rolling in. Now, my mistake, and I will say this to anyone, because I see a lot of people who are dividend investing to a specified goal, like buying a home or having a deposit to buy a home. 
and they've mixed all of their funds, I would say even though you're saving into dividend stocks, definitely, definitely keep it separate from money that you don't want to use towards that goal. Because when it comes time to sell, it is painful. And yes, I still believe it's a good idea. I wouldn't have changed anything. But in hindsight, I think that was a mistake, mixing all the money I had, the money that I had just for financial freedom and the money I pulled from other savings accounts, which were essentially earmarked for the deposit on our home. I'm still the same dividend investor that started this podcast right back in episode one. The only reason I did this was because it made financial sense. And I don't want to brag, but even within buying the property, me and my wife made a significant gain. So I sold all of my stocks and we added our savings, but already on day one of exchanging contracts, we were up a significant amount, which was more than the value of the dividend stocks that I sold. Nevertheless, it was a very painful move to make. Confession number two, and this one is even harder than the first one. Yes, I have started rebuilding my dividend portfolio and I intend to extend that in the new year and really build back as quickly as possible. But confession number two is that temporarily, I've had to stop investing every single month. I've gone back to the office. Also with moving home, my travel expenses has increased. So I've had to do the unimaginable and actually stop investing every single month. The only investments I have now are my crypto, which is being rebuilt and the drip. Never turn off your drip because even though I had to sell everything, I'm still receiving dividends and those dividends are already helping me to rebuild my position. But anyone who knows or anyone who's ever bought a huge investment like a home or anything else really or started a business will know that in the first couple of weeks and months, cash flow is a problem. And that is a problem that I am not immune from. So I've had to take a double hit not only selling all my stocks, but actually stock investing every month. So it's tough right now, guys, you know, say a prayer for me because I feel like a traitor to the dividend investing community. Even though I know I've done the right thing, I can't wait to build back my dividend income. So that's confession number two. I've broken my own cardinal rule of investing every single month. Now that I've made my confessions, I hope you guys won't think less of me. I am still the number one dividend investor and number one fan of dividend investing that I know. No one I know loves dividend investing more than me. Believe you me, even recording this podcast is painful to admit, but I am fully transparent with you guys. I will tell you everything that is going on. And as part of that, I want to tell you the mistakes and opportunities I see from starting over. When your account hits zero, you realize that no matter what you believe, you are emotionally invested in your dividend stocks. Now, I know this for a fact because I could not get out of bed. It literally took my wife and all the guys in my wealth creation club to call me and talk to me and build me up again. And even to the day I picked up the keys to my new property and me, my wife, and my daughter walked into that home, I was questioning, had I made the right decision? And I did make the right decision, but it was tough to make. And some of the lessons that I've learned 
or some of the things I plan to do again now that I'm starting again are irreplaceable. For example, when I first started, I wasn't in a tax sheltered account like an ISA. So now I'm starting again. I've moved all my pies, all my drips over to an ISA account. So at least I'm going to benefit when my dividend income grows above 2000 per year in the UK. Now, obviously, I'm starting again from zero and I'm not even investing every month. So that's going to take a while. But I am now in a tax sheltered account, which was a mistake I made initially because I was so excited and I just wanted to get going. Another thing I learned actually goes right back probably before I started. And that mistake was actually when I was setting my goals. And this is quite important because it's your goals that you look to when you have, you know, turbulence in the market or when it's taking a long time for your compound interest to take place. Thinking and knowing your goals is what keeps you motivated, or at least that's what kept me motivated. And the big mistake I made here or the lesson learned is that I actually had conflicting goals. So, for example, one of my goals was to retire by a certain age, be earning more than my current salary now from dividend income. But another one of my goals was to put my savings for property into dividend stocks to grow that value faster. Now, those things are conflicting because I essentially had two goals for my dividend income. Now, to achieve them at the time that I wanted to, I had to put, I had to rank the goals. I had to put one above the other. And my number one goal always has been for my dividend income to replace my salary. But in the longer term, looking at my goals, I realized that there was a conflict. Either if I wanted to achieve both of them, I would have to focus on one first and then the other. And that's exactly what I've had to do. I've had to shift my goals around and focus on the property now that I got a property and now I got a mortgage, I now can focus on building a dividend income stream that can cover the mortgage and my future salary expectations, which is tough, but it's something I didn't realize. And actually, when I looked through all my goals, I realized that this wasn't the only conflict. There was a conflict between time and the amount of money that I was putting in as well. Really, if I wanted to achieve my goals by the time frame I wanted, I have to put in a lot more money and that was something that I wasn't doing so that was my actually probably my biggest mistake even bigger than putting all my funds together and kind of not remembering which ones were for the house and which ones were for personal and which ones were for the other things I wanted to do was actually messing up my goals and having conflicting goals now I don't think this is the end of everything because at the end of the day you know we're human and we're practical you make choices but I wish I was more defined and more focused in my initial goal setting. So guys, just so you know, I'm not lying. As of today, my current portfolio total is 126 pounds and 13 P and that is actually down three pound 20 or 2.47%. Wow. How far we have fallen from the highs of thousands of pounds of gains and passive income. Now I've gone back to the days of dividends of a penny or less and 
it is painful. It's, this is not an episode that I really wanted to make, but I can't lie to you guys. You guys are on the journey with me, and I hope you stay on the journey with me because I am more convinced now of dividend investing than ever. To be honest, if I didn't sell my dividend stocks, I never would have achieved the goal of, of owning my own property at the age that I did. And like I said, it made a lot of financial sense for me and my family Personally, you know, when I look at my net worth, even with the mortgage, it has increased a lot. But the biggest lesson I have learned is the lesson of compound interest and how putting my money to work can help me achieve a lot more than I ever imagined. The truth is that I am a lot wealthier now, almost two years into dividend investing than I was before I started, even though it doesn't feel like it. And I know now that all the funds I put into my dividend portfolio going forward will never have to be sold again. I've calculated it and I've tried to work it out. And I looked at the rest of the goals that I have. And this one move has set me back on achieving my financial freedom by at least five to eight years on a personal level, which is really quite painful to think about. Even if I was to plow every penny I had into my dividend stocks for the next 10 years, I would never make back that time and that money. And it's weird because I was only investing for just under two years and selling everything and starting again is going to cost me at least five years. And that is the pain point that really gets at me. So guys, if you were dividend investing and you were saving for a specific goal, like a home, and you still want to live off your dividend income at some point in the future, take the pain now, split your portfolio into two. Have some of it still towards your goal of buying a home or doing whatever you want to do, and the rest of it for your personal financial freedom journey, because it is not easy to do. This is the most painful thing I've ever done financially in my life. So that's it for today, guys. I'm recording from my brand new home in my brand new studio just outside of London in a four-bedroom house. I've made a lot of money off of buying this property, but it's cost me everything. My dividend stocks, all of my crypto assets. And I can't help but think, yes, it is worth it. I just wish I started sooner. So if you know anyone who is about to start dividend investing or you've been dividend investing for a while and you want to do this journey with me all over again, my name is Banky and remember, no matter what's happening in the markets, you can always bank on dividends. Thank you for listening and hopefully you don't think I'm a fraud and I'll see you next week, but we will get there and I can't wait to get my dividend income back up again, and I'm gonna share the journey with you. And to those savvy people who realized on Instagram that I stopped sharing my portfolio uh, updates many, many weeks ago, you probably knew something was up. And I've actually been a little bit quieter, and that's because I was moving, I was doing lots of stuff in the background, working on the podcast, working on potentially getting a YouTube channel out there in the new year. And then on top of all of that, everything got to me and then I, I was ill. But I am back, I'm in full force, and I am more motivated than ever to grow my dividend income. 
and I'm looking for new ways to do it. I'm even talking, thinking about getting a side hustle and getting another small job on the side just so I have the cash to start rebuilding as quickly and as fast as I can. But for now, that is it. Thank you for listening. Hey, this is Banky again, and I just wanted to say thank you to all my listeners of the Bank on Dividend podcast. It's been a tough couple of weeks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast, and please continue to do so. I really appreciate all the love, and we can do this. If I'm starting again, then you can definitely start or keep going. See you next week, and remember, no matter what's happening in the markets, you can always bank on dividends. Thank you.